Welcome to the Realizing Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Christensen. This is where we dive in each week to chat about parenting, education, and realizing our children's genius. I'm an educator with a background in individualizing learning, and I'm obsessed with helping people find and nurture that genius in their children and themselves. Let's dive in. Hi, geniuses. I'm with Kirsten Liebelt. Kirsten, thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Heidi. I love this. Yeah. Now, you were a, a um, presenter at my last year's um, conference, and I was so excited to have you um, then just because I remember you were telling me that you started a podcast because Correct. of COVID. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, well, that was actually kind of like a little bit of a God journey that I didn't know what it meant when it started. So in January of 2020, before anything happened, I heard, I was in the shower and I heard the phrase addicted to brave and I didn't know what it meant. And I went, I just went and I wrote, wrote it down. And then in February, at the end of February, I really felt like God was telling me to do something for the homeschooling moms. And again, I had no idea what that meant. I really had this thought process that they had everything at their disposal already because of the internet, because of this being such a large industry, you know, where there's nothing that is kept from you in terms of being able to create whatever you want for curriculum or tools, resources. And I honestly, that was my first thought was like, well, what would they even need from me? Like, that's kind of silly. And um, then in April, when everything happened, I had this immediate knowing. I was like, oh, this is what's going to happen. There's going to be moms that are, because I was also friends with teachers. So I have a business partners that are, are teachers in, in public. One is in public school. One is in um, private school. And so I knew that their lives went upside down with the whole Zoom universe. And I was like, oh, there are parents that are going to see what's actually being taught in the school and they potentially will hate it. Number two, there are parents that are going to go, oh, this is actually kind of nice. I get to have be home with my kids, you know, and there are going to be a lot of people that are going to consider homeschooling. Well, I, of course, had zero understanding to the degree that that was going to happen. And so I really felt like what they needed and still need are the voices of the veterans to say, these were our fears, these were our struggles, our obstacles. Um, this is what we thought it was gonna look like and this is how it turned out and this is what we loved and this is what we would have changed. All of the experiences that you can't put a price on. And so I started my podcast at the end of May of 2020 and I interviewed my friend, like one of my besties. And I, um, I just said, you know, tell me about your story. And, and she happens to have a, a disabled child. And so of course, then that is very helpful. Another scenario. And then we just kind of kept going. And right now it's sitting at, I think it's at 52 or 53 episodes, but the resources has, it literally has nothing to do with me because I'm only one story out of limitless, but all of those stories, other moms who had no clue, they weren't thinking about homeschooling in 2019, most of them. Uh, they never saw themselves as somebody who was going to homeschool. That wasn't even on their radar. And all of a sudden, they're like, 
oh yeah, no, I'm pulling my kids, you know, for whatever reason. And I heard all of the reasons that had been in my head in April. I was like, wow. And it keeps continuing now today. So I do have a TikTok called Homeschool Your Way. I have a podcast called Addicted to Brave. And I still hear all of the same conversations with people. Um, I want to pull my kids on Monday. What do I do? You know, they're still doing it. It's still happening. And here we are, in, you know, 2023. So it hasn't stopped yet. I don't know what you've seen about that yet, Heidi, but it's quite the exodus, isn't it? It, it is. And it's, it's wonderful because people are seeing different options because there are so many different educational options out there and finding the right one for their family. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's not just, you know, this is the only way to do it. And I, I'm just so grateful for that. And I love, I I've told you this before, but I absolutely love the title of your podcast, Addicted to Brave. Because really, I mean, yeah. yeah, you have to be brave as a homeschool mom, don't you? You do. You do. And you can actually get addicted to that feeling of doing things that are outside of your comfort zone, because that literally is for the rest of your life, no matter what arena you're in. Like you have to get outside of your comfort zone to accomplish anything and to take on something with your family. Um, super unknowing for pretty much everybody. But this whole like sect of parents that chose to do this because of the pandemic um i feel like it took a little special level of courage and bravery to really jump into a lake that they didn't even know anything about it wasn't because they were maybe nudged by a friend or they read an article or whatever they were doing it sometimes out of fear um they were doing it out of um they were reacting so it wasn't being offensive it was being defensive but it's kind of like that mama bear rises up inside of you and you're like get out of my way I'll figure it out myself and that's what they did and very very you know courageous and so God knew what he was doing when he laid it on my heart because I honestly had zero idea what that was supposed to even be attached to so anyway God is fun. yeah yeah it is it is wonderful when those thoughts from God I call them angel ideas that they come to us and they Good sentence yeah push us into things that we don't necessarily feel we're ready for I know all of this for me is um is definitely prompted by angel ideas and so I I definitely appreciate that now I know one thing that a lot of homeschool moms and you and I are both I know you have been done with your homeschooling for for a while, correct? Yes. My kids are 34, 31, and 28. Okay. So yeah. So like for 10 years. Now I know um, my my oldest is 28. I still have a 16-year-old. But um, more and more, I'm talking to parents, moms especially, that are looking at the end of homeschooling and starting to get really nervous it's like, what happens after this homeschooling, like, like motherhood? It's like, okay, does it end? I mean, when it does end, what do we do? We have tied our entire identity to what we have been doing for our children. Sure. So what's next? Did you go and through so that? You mean, you mean for the mom? For the mom, you know, yeah. I didn't, but I'm very unique in that. 
because it was for us in 2008, we lost everything. <laughs> oh, so okay. I didn't, I didn't have time to have a normal transition of what am I going to do now? We were in survival mode. So from 2008 and to 2010, we literally lost everything, including like our 401k. It was that it was a long cycle. And at that time, my youngest, my eldest had just gone to college. He was a freshman. My daughter was in high school and she was um, a junior and or something like that, sophomore, whatever. And then my youngest. And so we were just navigating the, um, the co-op that we were a part of. We were not running it. The, the co-op gave us a, um, like a flag in the ground, a stake in the ground, so that as we were having to move off of our farm and do all of these different things, we were able to maintain co-op, maintain friendships, maintain sanity. And um, then it kind of landed us in a completely different place. So I don't feel like I really went through that because we were really focused on just taking the next step. However, I could totally see that. And my encouragement to that would be, I don't know if anybody will actually believe me when I say this, but you hit your prime when you're about 50. So there's a whole nother season of your world that takes place where you now step into different things that you want to step into. Like for instance, myself with my podcast, I'm 58 now, but so I would have been 55 then, but right around that 50, you have the experience, the, um, um, the confidence, maybe the bravery, the courage, you have all of these building blocks that have been put in place for you to take on then whatever you're going to take on. But when it comes to the family, and you know, and we were talking about this just a little bit, you do not stop parenting at 18 when they're 18 at all. And I really feel like the last three years just rocketed my understanding of how intentional parents need to be now in 2023 about what they're going to do with their adult children in their 20s. And I don't mean like what their children are going to do, but what do you want your family unit to look like? Be intentional about that. It doesn't, you don't have to know the how, you don't have to know all the details, you don't have, but that you want, you know, for instance, I want a unified, I want my, I want them to remain friends as siblings. Um, I want us to have a close family. I want us to still be able to take maybe um, vacations together. We didn't, we did this all by accident, but it worked out really, really well, where maybe we'll go rent an Airbnb somewhere and everybody comes. And now we have two grandbabies that come too. And we'll do that maybe during the year at some point. And just melding those relationships in their 20s because they still need you so much. This world is so crazy. And um, they need to be able to look at you and to see that you're not falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I don't know if that completely answered your question or if it brought on more questions. No, I definitely, it, it, I definitely agree. I know I intentionally, you know, when my oldest went away to college, we set up weekly, it was Skype calls at that point, it's now moved on to Zoom, but 
those Zoom calls, those weekly Zoom calls went on while he was at college, when, you know, the next ones went off, when next one, and we're still doing them today, even though all four of my older boys are, have completed college. Um, but for me, I did it because my youngest is quite a bit younger than his older brothers. And it was, a, I wanted to promote that relationship between them. Yep. But I, I can see how eventually when my youngest is out of the house, it could still be something that we continue and, you know, just to keep that relationship going. Yeah. Um, and I do feel like we, you know, as a family mistake, it, it was, it was a, not a mistake. Uh, it wasn't an intention, but we ended up working together on a direct sale business mm -hmm. um, in direct sales as a family. And for us, what that did was that, so if there's something that you can think of as a family that you could, maybe you do have a family business, maybe you do have something that you want to work on together, mission together, vision together, we dream together, we talk about, you know, things that we want to see in the future, we kind of, because you're always creating, you're creating what you want it to look like. And I've just seen so many families, I think my heart where this comes from is, um, I actually do have a friend who, whose daughter went a little sideways. And um, even though having gone to a Christian university, even though whatever, you know, the world has a strong vortex. And so we don't have to live in fear of it because God does not give us a spirit of fear, right? But we do need to be mindful of the voices that are out there and that they will transfer the voice that is strongest in their head. And you still wanna be a part of the picture but you don't want the family to um, fracture as you go, as they go into that decade of learning. It's almost like you're not even a complete adult until you're 30. And I remember feeling that for myself all those years ago, you have about 10 years of experience under your belt. You hit 30 and you go, okay, I have enough now to make a lot of decisions. Now, don't get me wrong. I was married at 23. I had all three of my children by the time I was 30. I was already doing all the things, but it wasn't until I, I hit kind of right there and my children have kind of spoken that back to me that they feel the same way. So that, that decade, you know, if there's anything intentional that you can do with your kids, um, you know, to even have a home business, any kind of a, I don't know, like I'm trying to be creative in my head right now, but I don't have necessarily a lot of things, but for us, it really, really worked out because now we travel together. We're, we're doing a lot of personal growth together um, we're building something as a family together. Um, and I just feel like giving them a place to come home, a place to anchor. That's maybe my word, something to anchor. And you guys can then have, you can talk as a family. Let's do this. Let's go there. Let's plan this. Let's, you know, and now here I am, I'm 15 minutes away from my daughter and um, she's had two babies and my boys are about five minutes away. And we've stayed relatively close. That doesn't mean it will be that way forever. Every season changes. Um, and certainly that was just how this all worked out. But it's kind of nice to kind of keep them just a little, like, you know, help them transition into all of the other pieces of the puzzle. And then when the pandemic hit, of course, that was every single person needed leadership in their life that spoke truth and that gave them an anchor when April of 2020 hit, March of 2020, but everybody needed that. They needed voices that were strong and stable. 
And um, yeah. Yeah, no, they definitely did. Now, do you think that homeschooling gave you a stronger foundation for the relationship you have now with your kids? Yeah. I don't think I would have had the relationship with my kids that I do now. And it doesn't mean that it was just magical and it was, it just happened so effortlessly. And, and just because you homeschool, bam, that means you're going to have these amazing relationships. Um, That's not true. You have to be very intentional and your kids have to actually believe that you have their best interest at heart, right? Um, That you are trying to pull the goodness out of them, not shame them for something or whatever. And I made a lot of mistakes and we've had, we've gone back to our kids and we've apologized for certain things. And we've said, you know what, we didn't understand this or this, you know, maybe something about their personality traits or, you know, we didn't, we did not have the leadership skills that we needed as parents to properly, let's say, channel a choleric child or whatever. And so we've had to go back and, you know, whatever. But that then made it stronger for adulthood. I think that our family thinks differently about relationships between each other and between us and them because of homeschooling. Because we made a lot of mistakes together. We had a lot of victories together. We created and designed our life together. Input from them, input from us. Now that's what we continued in their 20s. Okay, if we're going to go do an Airbnb, what state do you want that to be in? Where do you want to go? What kind of a vacation do you want? Who's got this? Who's got, you know, and it's all that teamwork. It's probably no different than maybe running a company a little bit. I don't know. I've never <laughs> ran a company. But maybe it's kind of like that where you do team building exercises. Let's go do an escape room, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, actually, over Christmas, that's one of the things my my boys did together as an escape that's room. Awesome. That was a lot of fun. They're so fun. They really yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. Now that is really cool. This this idea of entrepreneurship, um, okay. I know that's something that's really important to me. My my family, um, my parents were entrepreneurs. They had their own business that I kind of grew up in. Um, I worked at, you know actually all the way through college. And it's something I tried to, I've tried to instill in my own kids, but my husband and I don't really didn't have our own business. He worked, um, he works for the post office and I just did teaching on the side until I started this. Um, But entrepreneurship, I feel is so, has so many qualities that you can really when you learn them, these, these qualities, these skills, these attitudes, if you can teach those to your kids while you're homeschooling them, it really can give them such a leg up. Yeah. I think that is one thing that I would do, would have done differently. Um, even though it worked out in the end, but now when I look back and I think about reverse engineering that, So my dad was a traditional business owner and he owned used, well, first he owned Italian restaurants here in the Twin Cities. I'm in Minnesota. Um, So when I was growing up, that's what I knew. Dad owned restaurants. And then he transitioned from the restaurant industry into, um, he had used furniture stores. So my, I, I now as an adult appreciate to very high levels, the fact that he was a business owner and that he risked, risked a lot for that. And that, um, 
he actually did, by his example, imprint different things on my mind. So I was never, ever wanting, this was me, I never wanted a corporate job. Even though I've worked in corporate, I hated it. I just didn't like it. And so I feel like, um, you know, now here we are where kids are going to, and I'm, I'm super opinionated about this, so people will just have to give me grace, maybe, I don't know. But when, you know, kids are going to college and spending $100,000 to get an entrepreneurial degree from teachers that are not entrepreneurs. Yeah. They've never even entrepreneured. They've never even done the struggle. They've never even been creative. They've never even risked or done anything. They're just teaching theory. Makes zero sense to me. Zero. Instead of, like I was saying, we're in the direct sales industry. And so we're able to partner with business coaches that literally can mentor us because they've done it for 20 years. And my kids can sit at their feet, so to speak, and understand leadership concepts, business concepts, persistence, determination, um, resourcefulness, mindset, positive attitude, um, all of the things that go along with that. And you know, when we realized that that's what was happening with our family, my husband and I basically said, you know what, we are a family building a legacy, and our whole goal is to help other families build their legacies. Like that is what we want to do. And so that's what we're doing. Um, but I do wish that as a homeschooling parent, had I had what I have now and I could go back without question, I'll probably do it with my grandson now. He's two. Please <laughs> start young. But I would definitely instill with them how to think creatively. Don't ever be shut down for a creative thought. How would you like to, you know, bring in um, income? How would you like to, oh, you want to have a lemonade stand? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about profit and loss and, you know, let to your age, right? But let's talk about this. You know, now we do have things like Shark Tank. We have things that can help us to understand some of those pieces. And I'll tell you, there is nothing like an entrepreneurial lifestyle. It is completely opposite of outcome-based education where you are being taught how to fill the hole that you're supposed to fill in society. So as a junior in high school, so Ted, what do you want to do when you declare your major in two years? Well, I have no idea. Well, you better be thinking about that now, Ted. You got to decide what, what hole you're going to plug for the greater the betterment of society. And Ted's like, well, I guess I'll, I'll do some financial business stuff. Okay, Ted, well, then these are the classes you're going to take. And no, that's not, you know, outcome-based education like that, in my opinion, is, is that is the squelching. And then kids spend 100 to 125, $50,000 and potentially, and I'm not against university as a total. I mean, I want all of my doctors to go to college. I want all of my <laughs> dentists. I want my accountant to have a degree, everybody. Um, but to do it to get a communications degree, let's just say, and then you walk out with all of this debt that's weighing heavy on your new marriage, your new baby that you just have, and you're not in that field anymore. You're doing something else. And that degree didn't, it just doesn't, you know. So entrepreneurialism, we were talked to about five years ago in our particular industry with our company. And they said, you know what? There's going to be a day 
that kids get out of high school and they say, I'm not going to go to school. I'm going to build a direct sales company. I'm going to build a business. I'm going to do something different with a different model of making money. And at the time I was like, you know, maybe, and now I'm like 100% because everything shifted in March of 2020. It was a tectonic shift underneath our feet and we all felt it. And now many people have changed the way they're thinking, the way that they're seeing um, families being designed, the way that they're seeing income flowing, the way that they're seeing so many things get accomplished. And um, everybody who kind of was sleeping at the wheel of maybe not liking their corporate job or whatever, now they are telling their kids about how to become entrepreneurs. Let's do this. Let's not just be, you know, we don't have only one path to choose from. We have many paths to choose from. And let's help you decide, you know, with some of your giftings and your skills. And what kind of an outcome do you want? What kind of a life do you want? How do you want your marriage to look? How do you want your family to look? Do you want to live in the city? Do you want to live in the country? You know, do you want to work 90 hours a week? Do you want to, you know, like, what do you, you know, you want to be a surgeon? Go interview surgeons. Yeah. You know, you want to run your own business? Go interview somebody who's an entrepreneur who's literally in the trenches of building business and find out what does that look like? Maybe you love it. Maybe you hate it. But anyway, that's kind of a long answer, maybe, Heidi. <laughs> I'm super fast. It changed my whole family. It literally changed our life. I would not have the relationships that I have with my kids right now if we weren't like in business together, seeing each other every single week, traveling with each other, talking about business all the time. Like this changed our life. But anyway. That's awesome. Now, I know a lot of people today um, with inflation and just... I mean, just today, I I heard of another like 10,000 people that were going to be laid off from one of the tech companies. Homeschooling can be financially challenging anyway. And if we're having challenges, you know, in our economy, how, how can this entrepreneurialism help homeschoolers? You know, do you... Do you work with any homeschoolers that do, um, you know, that, that yeah. are in your company? Yeah, I, we actually do on our team. Um, so you have to, you have to do something different. Like when I say that I run my entire business off my phone, like it's called M commerce, mobile commerce. And, you know, we are, we're internet based and that's what we do. And I can run an entire company right off my phone. You might not be, you can't take on maybe 20 hours at the local store, right? As a mom, like homeschool, you can, but 20 hours a week is a lot. If you have to leave the home and then figure out the navigation of the age of your kids, da, 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 and then to get paid very little, it doesn't work really well, does it? And so you do have to think outside the box. And that is one thing that I think in the entrepreneurial thought process to talk to kids about these are all of the different options because there are options, right? So you can go be a DoorDash driver, you can be an Uber driver, and you're still kind of getting dollar for hour, but you're still maybe a little bit more in charge of your time. You could learn, and everything is going to have a learning curve. You can't get away from that. You could learn Amazon drop shipping. You, you know, that's another thought process. For me, I didn't want to learn those pieces and I didn't want to learn um 
I don't know how to say that. Like, uh, I'm just so glad that we're in an environment where our whole family is involved for me. Um, but you could do that. You could, you could sell things. You could buy things on Facebook Marketplace and resell them on eBay. You could go thrifting and then you could resell those on eBay or on Poshmark. You could, you know, there are so many things that you can do. Um, if you have skills, you could put yourself up on Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R, which is a place that you can like, people can hire you. Like, let's say you have graphic design experience. You're the, you're a homeschooling mom, but you have experience in whatever it is. Excel spreadsheets, graphic design, the um, organization, whatever it is, you can put your services out there and you can be hired to do things and stay at home. Um, and then for us, it's the direct sale industry. And I'm telling you, it is exploding as an industry across the world. Like this is, you know, um, our particular company, we're in like a hundred different countries and territories. So it's global. Well, if you can run a company off of your phone, just think about the, there are no limitations, right? Just like we've been on Zoom for the last three years. And basically all any of this takes is skill. It's all skill. It's not talent. I don't have to look a certain way. I don't have to be of a certain financial background. I don't have to be a certain race. I don't have to be a certain gender. I don't have to live in a certain location, nothing. And that's the world that is available to us like right now. And it opened up with these huge wide doors in 2020. Huge, where more people are working from home, more people are being resourceful and creative, more online jobs, quote unquote, I'm going to call them opportunities, not jobs. Jobs too, yes, but opportunities have been created since 2020 than we've ever seen possible. Like there's nothing you can't accomplish with an opportunity get connected to somebody that can coach you in it. And then if you have social media, like seriously, the world is your oyster and it's free. I mean, it's yeah. kind of crazy to think that this oh, is where I, we're living now in 2023. I, I totally agree. And one of the things I, I love history. I, when I went back to get my teaching credential, I thought, okay, what is one thing I could teach in a classroom? I wouldn't just hate. And that would be, that was history. And one of the things that I love about history is that you get to see that with every crisis, there comes opportunities. You just have to have that mindset of, okay, how do I help people? How do I take what I can do and mm -hmm. be of service? And um, I know, I mean, with my family, my great grandparents, that's what they were able to do during the, uh, during the great depression, they were able to get through it and do what they could do. I have one great grandfather who was, he had like an eighth grade graduation, but he had a talent for, for drawing. He ended up being a political cartoonist for oh, William Randolph so Hearst. Cool. Yeah. Oh my stars. Yeah. And he yeah, just, that is exactly right. And yeah. we've just begun like, it didn't just start in 2020. I feel like right now, like it's taken a couple of years just to get the plane kind of going, you know, uh, getting a lift on it. And right now, everything is really taking off and people are finally coming out of their stupor. They're finally coming out of the, the fog of what just happened. They're kind of like, okay, I think I'm done assessing. Now I just need to shift and I need to bust out and break out and do whatever it is that's, you know, 
that I want to do and look into, et cetera. And so I think that's why we're seeing such amazing growth right now. Yeah. One of the things that I love about entrepreneurship and homeschooling is that it really can be a family affair. It, it's amazing. It's an educational experience for everybody involved. It doesn't yeah. have to be, okay, now we're doing math. It's like, no, now we are living math. We are yeah. living, you know, language arts yes. by, and it's by writing. It makes yes. sense. Yes, yes. And it's so, so good. Yeah, so I just, yeah. So, well, that is awesome. Yeah. Well- Kirsten, we have run out of time, but thank you so much for sharing your genius with us today. And um, thank you also for supporting the homeschooling community with your podcast. I will definitely be putting your um, a link to your podcast in the show notes. Everybody go and look there. Thank you, thank you so much for having me, Heidi. I, um, I'm very passionate about the things that I believe in. So I appreciate having an opportunity to be able to share because it, it really matters. And I know we're making a difference. So it's very good. Yes, we definitely are. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Realizing Genius podcast. Head over to realizinggenius.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and links and to share your ideas of anyone you would like to have me interview. Have a wonderful week realizing your genius.